0: My name's Alyssa. And I'm Vanessa. And you're listening to Dear Literature, a podcast where two friends discuss books, writing, and publishing. In today's episode, we'll be celebrating our first podcast birthday by answering listener questions. We're going to get right on into this episode. So, starting with the first one How did the two of you decide to start a podcast?
1: The way I remembered it, you asked me over text what do you think about starting a podcast about like books and writing process and all of that. And I was like, yeah, that's great thinking. It was like a hypothetical or it was something that we would get to in like 5 years. Cut to Like 10 minutes later, Alyssa sends me five paragraphs of podcasting and platforms and sponsorships and themes and episode ideas, and I'm like, oh, this is happening. And I had to ask you to wait until I finished the first draft of my manuscript because I was still writing it. I was like, just give me, give me two weeks, please, (laughs) like you were a mob boss or something.
0: I think I asked you in around July of last year because I just started reading The Diviners, the first book in the series. And I because you had read this a few times before and I was reading it for the first time. So while I was reading it, I was just texting you about it. And it occurred to me, hey, we're talking about books anyway. Let's just make a podcast because of course. Um, And a lot of it was because I was watching a lot of booktube at the time and i was thinking about starting a booktube but i don't like being on camera which is a bit of a problem Mm -hmm. so (laughs) i thought i want to talk about books i'm also not great at taking photos of books (laughs) so why not just discuss it i really love podcasts and our first few practice episodes were actually about the second third and fourth Diviners books those will never see the light of day no those are
1: for the permanent archive you've gotten better at um I, actually, that sounds shady. I like your Instagram photos for us. It's- our Instagram is at Pod if you're interested. But I always like the photos you take. You always take them out in nature too, and there's nice colors.
0: Thank you, I appreciate it. Uh, Moving on to our next question, what's your favorite thing about co-hosting the pod with the other? We
1: think so differently. I feel like I'm very emotion-based <laughs> when I read something. I'm like, this is my comfort character. Um, because and Alyssa's talking about like form and like legacies of genres and like history and I'm over here like I just like them I just think they're neat I like the way that we think different
0: I think it's hilarious too because you are the fiction writer of the two of us so I would expect you to be analyzing it from like a writing perspective but no <laughs> I just think they're neat. Uh and I think it's like related to the first question. It's it's just chatting with a friend, but then it's for a public audience.
1: Exactly. But it's fun. Again, like we have mm-hmm. different we have also have different backgrounds, like educational backgrounds and what we're studying mm-hmm. and also where our interests lie with reading and publishing. Also, yeah, we have very different um, Things that we're interested in when it comes to publishing, like you definitely talk more about like all like the behind the scenes stuff, like data and marketing and stuff like that. But I always talk about like being an editor and that process. Um, it's fun. And
0: that's also behind the scenes, though.
1: I know, but it it feels like you're responsible for like if something goes bad, it's your fault. <laughs> it's like you and the agent are the parents of this monster of a book.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're like the editor is the forward facing behind the scenes of publishing. Yeah.
1: It's like the introvert that has to interact with people like
0: ah. Oh. I okay, but the true the true extroverts of publishing are the subsidiary rights people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to say. So subsidiary rights that you're thinking of like book, TV, just any other like spin-off media that is based off of a book Mm -hmm. because you're talking to a lot of people that can also be foreign deals so if a book is in english getting the rights for german Mm -hmm. other languages etc those are the extroverts yeah because fully the extroverts (laughs) you have to
1: be like look this book should be a play and here here's why and they're very funny i feel like they have to do all this work with like the big world the big scary world right because they have to like convince other places that like, hey, this book is worth translating into Italian. Please just trust me on this. Um, Yeah.
0: How do you decide which books to read next?
1: It's mostly just talking about what we've read before and what we want to read next, because we usually try to like diversify the kinds of genres that we're reading and the demographics that they're in. And also because we're a podcast that likes to Have diverse writers of all backgrounds. Uh, We try to keep it diverse. So if we're having like a lot of writers in this like demographic, we want to bring in these like writers in this demographic and make sure that we're representing all kinds of voices. Yeah.
0: And we're also like, we do this every other week. We're not necessarily, actually, no, for the Buddy Reads, we do that like once a month, but we're not always successful in reading as diversely as maybe we could. Mm -hmm. But that's something that we do put attention and effort into, and it's also a combination of hyped-up new releases and backlog, so I don't know. Because what we try to do is, if it's a new release, to read it a bit later. <laughs> so it's not just, oh, okay, you don't have time to read this book. Yeah. Um, so you can, dear listeners, so you all can actually participate in the conversation.
1: Also, um, sometimes we have to pitch to the other person why we want to read this book. I remember fighting for Sabrina and Karina, like, you don't understand. Like, you understood. You didn't
0: fight... Not, like, fighting against... You didn't fight for it. I didn't
1: fight against the Force. (laughs) I was, like, fighting... I was just fighting to fight. <laughs>
0: yeah, you were just fighting. I mean, if we're being like very transparent about like that selection in particular, it was just I had suggested another book, and Vanessa said, "Hey, we're reading like we don't have any Latina writers, and this would be important for me, um, and I care about this a lot, so let's read this." And I said, "Okay, you're right. Let's do that." Yeah, we usually it wasn't a fight. It,
1: I was I was fighting against myself. <laughs> um, but also with books that are new releases, we want to like, like, th- this actually applies to all the books. We want to like them, right? It's, that seems kind of like obvious, but we want to like the books that we're going to read. Because if we like the book, but we don't end up liking it when we read it, like if we like the idea but not the execution, that's one thing, but it's never going to be like Alyssa doesn't like a book or I don't like a book, but you know, the other person does
0: we will never hate read something yeah
1: that's also true
0: (laughs) yeah that's just something with the podcast we will never hate read something because there's a lot of negativity and because we're a podcast who and people who are looking at books publishing and writing we're seeing this not just from a reader's perspective but also hey we maybe want to publish someday kind of feels bad if someone's just saying how horrible a thing is So, even if we don't- this isn't to say that we won't critique a book if we don't find elements of it working. We will. It's like we will and we have in the past, but it's also like trying to put a positive spin on it. (laughs) Yeah, it also
1: feels, at least for me, it feels almost- um, it feels mean to- critique something that somebody worked so hard on in like a non-helpful or critical way. Like if it's just critique to be hateful, I think that's really damaging And, and especially because we are like really... Um, keeping in mind diversity and how important that is to us not just as readers but also as writers from diverse backgrounds ourselves. like it it feels bad to tear somebody down just because you don't like a thing like we can give feedback and it can be constructive and like helpful for our conversation without putting any more bad vibes out there
0: yeah and related to us wanting to publish the books that we're reading hopefully maybe they would be colleagues in the future right so it's like oh oh maybe let's not say that thing yeah
1: (laughs) for now the poets are just like the cool cousins that we wish we
0: had (laughs) Uh, i love the poetry cousins i don't think i mentioned this at the top of the episode but all of these are listener questions so thank you all who submitted questions these are fantastic questions uh and the next one is Why Dill the dragon as your logo slash mascot, etc.? I absolutely love him.
1: Where did Dill come from?
0: So if you're not following us on Instagram, it's like, what is this dragon? This is the dragon who's in our logo. His name is Daffodil, Dill for short. I think we were brainstorming this because this was all part of, okay, we're going to start a podcast. We need a logo. Mm -hmm. And we thought, okay, an animal would be cute because we didn't just want to do books we wanted something to be like books writing and publishing yeah. and uh like symbolically encompass all of that and if you're unaware we're also like dark academia enthusiasts yeah enthusiasts so thinking about that aesthetic so i don't know why why not a dragon i
1: think it came from also from the term bookworms
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: and we thought about like worm with the Y because that means dragon in old English. Also I studied old English in, in British lit in juni- in in junior year of high school. So just like all of that stuff like um like medieval bestiaries and like regalia and um like family crest and all of that was just coming into my mind when I was designing Dill and our logo. And I was like, wait a minute and then once we had him we had to give him a name, right? And I was on so many like dragon baby name websites like this is the <laughs> name you should give your dragon. So many of them were German in origin. Um, and I was just like this is this is our this is our son. This is our mascot. <laughs> what are we going to name him?
0: I think we wanted like a soft name that could also have a, like a nickname. Mhm. And I thought the idea of Jill like, the season was just hilarious.
1: (laughs) He's also, like, bright green, so he does look Mm -hmm. like a pickle. It's adorable.
0: (laughs) What have been some of the most difficult things about working on the pod?
1: Oh, if we were, um, working people, like, not just students, but, like, out in the world working full-time, I feel like we would just kill this podcast we would just do so well (laughs) because we're juggling homework and working you know and um existential crises about our careers it's like really hard to plan out times where we can both record and but then like more importantly edit and so editing at least for me always goes like towards the end of the the time frame that i have and i end up like speed editing like the day before um time management skills are the things that you should learn in college and i'm still i'm still working on it
0: and it's also for me it's finding the motivation because i have found especially in the past few months finding the motivation to read and to then edit uh yeah i for a complete transparency i don't think i've put my best energy into the podcast in the last few months also, it's a pandemic. We started this in a pandemic. Yeah. And that's been a lot. But I find the preparing the most difficult for me. Because for the edit, I know, okay, I, I have no choice but to get it done. So I'm going to get it done. Um, yeah, it's really just, okay, I have to read this book. <laughs> okay. And it's not even... Yeah, it's not even like, oh, I'm dreading reading this book. It's just, I just struggle with getting the motivation to pick a book up. And I'm hoping that that will be better as the school year starts up, which seems a bit contradictory. I think being back on a schedule, hopefully, even though my schedule is really weird, I'm hoping that being back on a schedule will be helpful.
1: I feel that as well. I think... Um, again, because we started this in the pandemic, almost as, like, a way to, like, get our thoughts out and to build community while we were still uh, working and studying from home. And for me, it was also about getting the motivation to read personally again, right? Like, not just to read for class, because I feel like, I love my professors, but I feel like they took advantage of the fact that we were at home and just gave us, like, so, so, so much work. And that we just had to read so much and I felt like somewhere along the way I stopped reading the things for joy. Maybe because I realized I didn't actually like reading the things that I was being given. So this podcast has at the very least been helpful in that we choose what we want to read and we have agency over that. And usually they're things that we get really excited about or sometimes they're things that we wouldn't like pick up. Like sometimes you'll give a recommendation that I wasn't even thinking about reading and I end up loving it or I hope that happened the other way around, too. Um, and we have some things lined up that are outside my comfort zone, but that I'm excited to read. And that's been good. I hope I can build a love of reading again. Like, I'm trying. I, I've read a few things over the summer. Um, I have a horde of poetry books that I, I squirreled away from Alyssa's poetry collection. So I'm, I'm going to read that all of September.
0: Yeah, and I think one last thing on that is the sort of professionalization of reading because we're students who are reading a lot as well as people who want to get into the industry and part of that is what's currently happening and not just trade books but also what's being published online what are the major like online outlets because that's a big part too like writing and publishing is not just the big five big four it's all the online magazines what's going on there too so mm-hmm. I yeah being introduced to a lot of those magazines from classes and then being able to read go on there and like read for fun and then recommend that to each other
1: yeah one final thing about that I am so glad we expanded our uh, currently reading section and rec- reading recommendation section to not just books but also articles or essays or poems um Just things happening in the world because, oh my god, I do not have enough of a, like, reading background that I'm willing to share to recommend things to Alyssa. Like, I can't be like, ah, yes, this fantasy YA that came out in 2014, definitely a good read for Alyssa. Um, So I'm glad. Also, we, like, learn about new writers this way, we become interested in new topics. It's kind of like a good breather in between, like, all of the heavy reading we have to do for the podcast, and also for class.
0: If you could be any fictional character for a day, who would you be, what would you do, and why?
1: do you want to take this one first
0: i i don't know see okay most of the characters who we read at any rate most of the characters i read aren't having a great time yeah (laughs) like they're not having a great time i'm thinking of the poppy war not a great time Um, the worst time it's it's the worst time it is the worst of times for whatever reason, when I read this question, the first person to come to mind was Artemis Fowl. <laughs>
1: That's so on Artemis brand.
0: Fowl... Yeah, so Artemis Fowl. We've talked about this book, this book series before. This is a middle grade science fiction, like fantasy series. He's a twelve-year-old billionaire, I think. Uh, both his parents are dead. And he discovers that fairies are real, but not in, like, a mystical in the forest sense, but, like, a very highly evolved society that lives underground.
1: I completely forgot about the plot of the series.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was really into Artemis Fowl. But I think it's, like, he just came into mind because he's, like, a very smart kid, but he's also a kid. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of funny. Like, he's trying to dupe these fairies. And I don't know. I think I would want to be him when he first discovers the fairies and is planning a plot to, like, steal their technology or whatever. I'm trying- I can't remember what the plot is, but I think that would be hilarious. I can't think of any other characters who I would want to be. I'm
1: trying so hard because- a lot of the times the characters are either in a cool place but having a bad time or things yeah. get better by the end of the book or series but the whole like 95 of the world before that is just in disaster so like i keep thinking i don't know why i keep thinking of like of nikolai from um Keep thinking of Nikolai from Lee Bardugo's Grisha verse because he's like he's a privateer, but he also has magic powers and he's he just does whatever he wants. <laughs> he just <laughs> sails the high seas. But then he like but then spoilers. Um and then there's also uh this character Arsenault from Three Dark Crowns. I keep saying why because I feel like things are less bad there. Like all the adult fiction that we read is just catastrophe. Um who has, like, um, she has powers. I can't say what power she has, because that's also a spoiler. But there's so much destruction in that series. So, like, I don't, I don't know. I, besides fiction, maybe Princess Bubblegum? (laughs) Outside of writing? Or maybe in writing, maybe, like, um... No, like there's n- I was going to say like a character in Alice in Wonderland, but they're under a dictatorship. So that's really bad. Like the queen is just she doesn't like white flowers. I'm having a hard time.
0: I The Diviners is the first series that comes to mind because we talk about that a lot, but no one is there's having so a much good murder. Time there. No one is having a great time there. I would think Uncle Will is the only one I would maybe want to be. Because he Okay, <laughs> I would maybe want to be him, because he is the curator of the Museum of American Folklore, Mythology, and the Occult. That just sounds like fun. To have no one bother you, and to be a museum curator.
1: I also wanted to say Stevie from Truly Devious, but after, she solves the mystery, so it's just not high stress and also homework. Um, But then I'm like, I'm trading college for high school.
0: (laughs) That's weird. But it's also a weird high school in the hills of Vermont. I just don't want to go back. Maybe. Alex Stern is not having a good time. I
1: I was also thinking about and I was like, if we go the fantasy route, it's bad. But if we go with 20-year-old at Yale, that's also bad just because of how much work she has. (laughs) Which she's not doing. Which she's not doing. Which is fine. But I would be. I also checked our buddy reads, and they're just... We just... I'm sensing a theme, and the theme is bad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No one is having a good time. I think it's time we move on. What are some of the funniest behind-the-scenes moments?
1: You already have something in mind. You might as well go ahead.
0: Okay, I think there's a lot of funny things, but it's usually stuff that happens during recording, where Vanessa has two (laughs) dogs, Lily and... Oh, no... You've got it. This is the test of our friendship. <laughs> Lily and Joy. I can't yes. remember Joy's name because she only calls her Stinky. Anyway, I think there's a moment where we just had to pause because Vanessa was home alone and the dogs were in her room and she had to hold she had to hold one of them up and have a reckoning with uh, with the dog and say, <laughs> You have to work with me here. Just the two of us! <laughs> Who was that? I want to say it was Joy.
1: Probably because she gets annoyed at everything that exists. She'll bark at the blinds. She'll bark at the dog that lives down the hall. She'll bark at the air rustling in the hallway. She just finds everything irritating and wants to rule the world. And she only behaves when the the adults... The, Adults TM are here and when I'm with her she's just on her worst behavior and she won't let me record It's almost like she knows that we're doing something important. She doesn't respect my craft
0: So Joy is the one who would survive in the outside world Lily is not Lily is scared of rain hitting the air conditioner
1: That's another example of a time where I had to take care of the children because Lily is afraid of Of rain, she's afraid of the smell of lightning, she's afraid of grey sky, she's like, oh this is it, this is the end. So I have to carry her and for reference she's like 20 pounds. She's a big girl! She's a little chubby and I have to hold her in my lap but she doesn't want to stay in my lap so she'll just like be standing on my lap which is very uncomfortable. (laughs) Funniest behind-the-scenes moments? Any time where there were birds in your background, and people thought that you had like a colony of birds, you were just raising birds, but it was just the birds outside your window. I think that's a funny detail, like whenever I hear somebody being like, is Alyssa a bird parent? <laughs> <It's like laughs> the opposite! Yeah,
0: there were six times where professors asked me, oh, are those your birds? No, those are the outside birds, because I have a five to six hour time zone delay. I am waking up at the dawn, and so are the birds, so you're going to hear the birds.
1: <laughs> were there ever roosters in your background?
0: Yes, there, are, there was definitely roosters, but not close enough to pick up. It was just the birds. You could hear the birds. They are waking up. <sighs> okay, another funny behind-the-scenes moment is... I'm answering this in a later question as well, but Vanessa likes like cute pink things... And I apparently had never mentioned that I have a teapot that looks like a bunny ballerina. So I sent her a photo of this, and I just get the response, oh, How dare you! I'm taking Dylan in the divorce! <laughs> I just... I was jealous.
1: Jealousy is toxic, everybody. Don't be jealous of your friend's adorable teapot. I feel like this is just a roast session.
0: Is it? I th- like this goes back to what's your favorite thing about co-hosting a podcast together? It's it's just having a conversation with my friend, maybe cobbling together some good thoughts, TM, that I would possibly share in a classroom setting, but also remembering that this is being shared into a public sphere.
1: Well, that's actually one of the things that I like about the podcast is that it it gives me practice for talking about books and writing in general with other people Um, because like we're comfortable speaking to each other we can always um, like edit something out if we don't like the way it sounded or if we feel like we spend too much time like you know like saying ums and uhs and so on so like this is a comfortable space for us to talk and at least for me as somebody who gets anxious Anytime I have to express an opinion or need, (laughs) speaking to you about books and, like, uh, always thinking about, like, oh, somebody might want to read this after listening to the podcast, it just gave me a bit more, like, ease surrounding me talking about my opinions.
0: (laughs) Which three words best describe each other?
1: Caffeinated chaos academia.
0: Related, Cottagecore Dark Academia.
1: We complete each other. (laughs) Thank you for being a friend. (laughs) I love that description. Thank you. Everybody's like, Cottagecore versus Dark Academia. And I'm like, why do we believe in binaries? Just be both, you know?
0: I would also, if you're familiar with Pokemon, I would describe Vanessa as all of the Pokemon on Dawn's team specifically Piplup and Baneeri, but more so Piplup, especially Don's Piplup in the show with all that attitude, but also being small and cute.
1: <laughs> I love, like the first time he told me that, it just gave me a new identity. I was like, this is going to be 100% of my personality. And then I started looking for Piplup Gifts on like messenger and so like anytime something vaguely inconvenient happened i would just find the perfect one that encapsulated my mood and i was like yes this is my character you know what maybe no actually i don't want to switch with piplup that's that's a difficult life but thank you
0: what's your favorite episode that you've released and why I still
1: love our uh, truly devious episode. That was our first buddy reads, but I love it so much because we had so much fun talking about it, and we just like had fun roasting characters that we disliked, but also like talking about how awesome the setting is and the timelines. We definitely hadn't gotten to our point of like, like, peak efficiency when it comes to buddy reads and like describing events and stuff. But I really like that episode still. That was a, it. Makes me happy. That was a
0: really chaotic episode because. Like Vanessa said, that was our second episode, so that was the third episode that we recorded and shared publicly. That was Vanessa's first time recording, or first time editing, rather. And because of some things that we did while recording, she had to make big edits.
1: (laughs) I had to just like move entire sections of the podcast around, re-listen for continuity. It was like I was editing a movie.
0: And then it was her first time doing it, so... We, we use GarageBand because it's free, but <laughs> first I'm editing and then she's saying, oh, it's too big to upload. I'm like, oh, that's strange. When did the music get so beefy? And then I saw what she was trying to do instead of exporting the file into like an mp3. Uh, she was just trying to upload the raw file to Anchor.
1: <laughs> so this is also not my like um, my highest editing job because, like, it was my first time, so I I just, like, kept, I was, like, max efficiency, cutting out, like, all the pauses, (laughs) and, like, all the, like, awkward parts that I think are still necessary when you're doing a podcast, Mm -hmm. because you want the simulation of a real conversation, because it is, but, like, slightly trimmed for efficiency, but I was, like, no, 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 all the ums and ahs are going, (laughs) Um, I don't know how to do this I don't know how to do that what if this is a disaster Mm -hmm. yeah now I feel more confident
0: I would say my favorite episode is of time of release it's a recent one and it's 19 Mm -hmm. reimagining books into other media I had a grand old time with this because it's we were just chatting about books that we really enjoy and thinking about what if it was not just book (laughs)
1: Hmm. What if book was not book? What if book was I also not really love. I also really love our wound from the mouth of a wound episode. That's mm. my favorite poetry episode. Oh, mm. we just pulled out all the stops. I also think when you have a really amazing book, when you have the highest form that that art form can be, as with wound from the mouth of the wound, my favorite poetry collection next to soft science, um, you just get a really good episode. Yeah, it just does the work for you. Thank you, Torrin. Great house.
0: <laughs> Which three words best describe the pod?
1: Am I going to get muted for saying books, writing, and publishing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's actually four words.
1: <laughs> the and is an ampersand, so it doesn't count. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, I would say... Lukewarm takes leveled chaos, and that last one is <laughs> hyphenated. <laughs> <laughs> I would say
1: C-list podcast, or you know what, we have, I what I actually like to say about our podcast is that we have, like, a cozy production atmosphere, because it's homemade podcast, you know, cozy homemade podcast, mm-hmm. because everything that you hear in the background, that's real life, you know, the motorcycle gang outside my window, birds and dogs and other creatures um
0: it's like we're still trying to figure out our audio quality so thank you for bearing with uh with us but yeah i like the cozy cozy homemade cozy homemade podcast yeah i know i i moved back to new york recently and i have a loft bed so i'm literally just under my bed recording now
1: But do you think the acoustics are better because of that? I
0: haven't edited the first episode that we did back yet, so...
1: (laughs) I guess we'll see.
0: Okay, we have reached our final question, which is, what hopes and goals do you have for the pod going into year two?
1: I would love to have more. Um, what do you call, like, the listeners that always listen?
0: Like, engaged followers? Engaged listeners? No, what Anchor has, like, a...
1: Yeah, I would love to have a bigger audience, mm-hmm. because I think we're doing good stuff, and there are plenty of people that, like to read and write because <laughs> why are books so popular then? And like clearly that's a thing because of how big Booktube is and like Bookstagram. I would love to expand our, our little book family a bit. Um and maybe doing more stuff with Dill would be cute, more promotional stuff. It's also just hard because Dill art takes so much time because dragons don't exist, so I have to come up with all the perspectives in my head and I'm like This animal isn't real, but his head doesn't look right, so I need to somehow fix it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, I think that would be nice. Also, um, keep reading more and more diversely, and maybe incorporating more uh, stuff in our reading recommendations. It would also be cool to read more nonfiction for our buddy reads.
0: Oh yeah, that would be interesting. I would love that.
1: There's so much good buddy reads, especially at like um, local indie bookstores. Like I went to Blue Stockings the other day, and wow, there's just so much good stuff there. I wish we could do an episode on everything, but we can't.
0: (gasps) I was just thinking thinking about that book. We should do this next year. Uh, and you'll find out later, listener, unless this is cut out. (laughs) (laughs) But um.
1: I was looking at that book, and I was like, I, I want to read it, and I want to record an episode on it, and maybe this is a good time to read it, considering... <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, same with Vanessa, I would really love to see growth, and this isn't just, oh, we want a big audience, it's... Even with, like, the production quality being what it is, we put a ton of work and effort into this podcast, so... Mm-hmm. It, It means a lot to have people who are actively engaging with this, and I do think that we are offering something that is different than maybe your standard fare on Booktube or Bookstagram, where it's from a reader's perspective, and that is an entirely valid perspective, and that's a very important perspective, but we're discussing books and writing from a reader, writer, and then future possibly publishing perspective. So because we have the conversations that aren't just about books, we discuss our books on our buddy reads, I think we offer something that maybe some other people might engage with and find inter- interesting. I would also say
1: I would love for us to do interviews at some point, or if not interviews, like shared conversations with like um small booktubers that we like or bookstagrammers that we like. We follow a few... Um, or, like, possibly one day, one day, writers that we really like, um, whether they're, like, um, novelists or they're, like, uh, freelance journalists or journalists with solid jobs, <laughs> she says, as a freelance journalist. Um, yeah, I think that would be cool to have other people involved, um, or to do, like, something that I think would be fun is, like, if, like, our little family grew up, a bit and we could do buddy reads like a book club right like a monthly Mm -hmm. book club and readers could share like how they're reading their books and they can share like photos and like stories Mm -hmm. and like how they feel about the book um i think that could be fun like having that monthly challenge so to speak because our buddy reads are like our monthly reading challenge Mm -hmm. um that could be fun
0: yeah i it would be fun to grow a little production team um (laughs) that would be nice an editor and a transcriptionist yeah it's uh, we need a work on the transcriptions especially if we want to do the book re- that we were talking about but yeah
1: transcriptionist is the one for me like that I think we really need because it's, it's so hard to transcribe our episodes especially because we say so much nonsense <laughs> you once were working on a transcription for this one episode <laughs> and just like all of my like I don't even know ad-libs, just responses to what you were saying just sounded like some like weird duck from a cartoon. I don't know.
0: Strange duck noises. Uh, Yeah, I guess that's the hope and goal answering that. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to year two. I'm hoping that we're able to put the same level, if not more, attention and care into this podcast, especially as we're entering our last semester and last year of college, which is ridiculous, but sounds fake sounds fake, but okay
1: yeah, I think we'll be able to max up the quality and the effort, and we'll make it even better, I think especially because like junior year was really hard junior year was really hard it was also a lot of work it was the black hole of my academic experience um but now that it's senior year and you're graduating this semester and I'm graduating next semester um Q anxiety uh, I think we'll be able to dedicate more time to this and treat it like the job that it is I can't wait to put podcaster on my resume I guess I could do that now
0: but it's also like I'm shy. It's like, listen, but... <laughs> it's
1: like, see me, but also don't perceive me? I could use a follow, but pretend I don't exist.
0: <laughs> Thank you for listening to this installment of Dear Literature. Whether you've been listening since the beginning or joined us recently, we sincerely appreciate it and love that you're on this ride with us. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review. This helps people find us and lets us know what you like about the podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at DearLitPod. That's D-E-A-R-L-I-T-P-O-D. We post some content there that you won't hear us discussing here. The music you heard in this episode was composed by Ben Sulzinski. You can find more of his work at bgsmusic.com. The cover art for this podcast was made by our very own Vanessa. Until next time, happy reading.
1: Happy birthday to us. We love you guys.
0: Sappy and disgusting just like I like it.
1: Da-da-da-da!